What is up guys, it is Quinn here, and in today's video, we're gonna be running through the week four injury report. So just talking about the players who are good to go, questionable, doubtful, and then which players have already been ruled out, and then just throwing in you know, some fantasy info in between. You know, Maybe there's a guy who's already been ruled out, maybe I recommend starting the backup, fading the backup, stuff like that. Before we do jump into the injury report, if you guys watch this and you enjoy the content, you think it's entertaining, informative, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and then subscribe to the channel. It really does help me out a ton. But let's just jump into a couple players who are good to go heading into week four. So these are actually both guys coming off of knee injuries. We're going to start it off with Michael Gallup. So he tore his ACL in the 2021 season. He's no longer on the injury report, so he will be making his debut. Now, Michael Gallup is someone who I've been talking about for basically all season long about being a really solid waiver wire pickup and someone who I really like in the back half of the season. So I am excited that he's going to be making his debut. However, he's not someone I'm going to be rushing into my lineup. When we're looking at this Cowboys team, we have Michael Gallup in his first game back. Dak Prescott, we'll get into it, but Dak Prescott is not going to be playing in this game. So you're going to have Cooper Rush. I don't think Gallup's going to step in and get wide receiver two reps right away. So he's someone who I think may struggle for a few weeks. It's going to take him a little bit to warm up, but he's a guy who's going to be a good option in the long term, not necessarily a great short-term start. And then the second player coming back from a knee injury is going to be Zach Wilson. So he missed the first three games of the season. We're finally going to get to see him play. Now, keep in mind, I'm going to have you know my expectations a little bit low here. He's got a tough matchup against the Steelers in his first game back. Obviously, like I said, first game back. So if Zach Wilson goes out and struggles, it's not going to be a situation where I'm like, oh, he's terrible. He's never going to be a good NFL quarterback. So I do think the expectations are a little bit low heading into this game. I think long-term, this is interesting for the Jets wide receiver core. I think overall, this is probably a net negative for the running backs involvement in the receiving game. We saw Joe Flacco really feeding, especially Brees Hall, but also Michael Carter a little bit in the receiving game. And then I think it also takes away a little bit of the safety of a guy like Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin is someone who I think has been a really strong play the last few weeks due to his volume. I think Zach Wilson coming in, maybe he's a little bit more aggressive, not really trying to check down to Tyler Conklin. So just some things to watch here. And then I do think Zach Wilson could actually reignite Elijah Moore. Like I think we saw Garrett Wilson clearly be uh, Flacco's favored wide receiver over Elijah Moore. I think Zach Wilson coming in, could shake some things up here. So overall, I'm just pretty interested in seeing how this Jets offense does operate and hopefully they can move the ball so we actually get like a legit read of what's going on. But now moving into some players who are questionable heading into Sunday, starting it off with a pair of Saints players, Alvin Kamara, still dealing with that rib issue. He played last week, so I don't really see why he wouldn't play in this game. If he does play, he's someone I'm firing up as a very strong start in my lineup. Another wide receiver or another player on the Saints, Jarvis Landry, a wide receiver, he is dealing with an ankle injury. And now on his own, I wouldn't say Jarvis is super fantasy relevant, but we're going to be getting into Michael Thomas later on, who's not going to be playing in this game. So overall, this could affect things with Chris Olave. And also, you know, if Jarvis Landry does play, I do think it makes him a little bit more fantasy relevant that Michael Thomas is out. So something to watch out for there. On the Jaguar side, we have Zay Jones dealing with an ankle injury. He's someone I wouldn't be super interested in starting this week, even if he was healthy, but he has someone who had a breakout week three performance, someone to watch as the wide receiver two in a much improved Jaguars offense. So hopefully he's healthy and then we'll get to see, you know, what's going on with him. We've got Cordero Patterson dealing with a knee injury. I think this is more precautionary. I would expect Cordero Patterson to play. If he is out, however, though, 
you would look at uh, Tyler Algier to be the guy to play in that backfield. But I wouldn't be overly confident plugging in Algier. Like maybe, you know, a flex spot, you're a little desperate. But I wouldn't plug in Algier expecting Cordero Patterson production because I think you'd be disappointed. And then we've got DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds both dealing with ankle injuries. Now, in a standard week, I really wouldn't be listing these guys because I don't think either are super relevant in normal size leagues. But I'll get into it a little bit later. Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift both out. So it makes these guys a little bit more viable in deeper leagues if they are healthy. I think both Chark and Reynolds could be plays, you know, flex options in 16, you know, 16 plus team leagues. There's probably not that many of you guys out there playing in those, but just something to keep in mind. We've got Dalton Schultz questionable with that knee injury. Just an interesting guy to watch here. He did not play last week. I'd geared towards him playing this week, but without Dak Prescott in the lineup, he's not someone I'm overly excited to start. So if you do have another tight end, maybe, you know, you guy picked off waivers, but has been impressive to start off. I'm not married to, you know, having Dalton Schultz in my lineup this week. Then we have Gabe Davis, who is dealing with that ankle injury. He missed a game, then he came back. Seems like he re-aggravated it. It looks like right now he is on track to play, and he's not someone I'd be scared off from starting in my lineup. He's playing, you know, a ton of the snaps. His route participation is great. As long as he is healthy enough to play a normal role, he's someone I definitely want in my lineup. And then sticking with the Bills, we have Dawson Knox, who is dealing with a back and hip injury. To be totally honest, Dawson Knox isn't someone I'd, you know, want to be starting, even if he was healthy. So this kind of just, you know, adds stuff on top of it. He hasn't had the volume to start off the season. So, you know, if possible, I would be trying to avoid him this week. Then moving over to the Cardinals, we have some wide receiver injuries. Marquise Brown dealing with a foot issue. I would gear towards him playing, and he's someone I trust, you know, a ton in my lineup. And then we have Rondell Moore, who has not made his debut this season. He's still dealing with that hamstring injury. This has less to do with Rondell Moore's fantasy value and more to do with Greg Dortch. So I think if Rondell Moore is out, it definitely just bolsters Greg Dortch as a startable option. I still think you could consider starting Dortch if Rondell Moore is healthy, because, you know, Dortch is kind of playing that role that we'd want Rondell Moore to have. The problem for Rondell Moore, though, is that Greg Dortch has just been better than Rondell Moore has. Obviously, Rondell Moore, you know, we've only seen him his rookie season, but Greg Dortch is producing. So I don't really think this is a spot where Rondell Moore is going to come in and immediately unseed Greg Dortch for that spot, but something to watch out for. And then we've got Christian McCaffrey dealing with a thigh injury. And I feel like anytime Christian McCaffrey appears on the injury report, everyone freaks out. It sounds like this injury is a little bit more serious than the one he had last week where they kind of just tossed him on there, but you know, he was never really at risk of missing. So something to monitor. If CMC is playing at any capacity, he's going to be a start. Hopefully we're not getting into more injury concerns like we've had over the last few seasons. So just hoping CMC is out there on Sunday. I talked about this last week. Don't normally talk about kickers. Normally there aren't a ton of kicker injuries. Harrison Butker still dealing with that ankle injury. We saw the Chiefs have some problems in the kicking game last week. So he is someone to monitor and he's probably, you know, one of the most valuable kickers when he is healthy. So we'll see how that shakes out and if he's able to give it a go. And then the weekly segment of the Buccaneers players. Every week, we have at least three skill position players from the Buccaneers who are banged up. This week, it is Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, and Russell Gage. So we've got Julio still dealing with that knee injury. It looks like he's probably going to be a game time decision again, but I did see that if he does play, he's going to be on a snap count. So Julio's a guy where if he's fully healthy, I would trust him in my lineup on this Buccaneers offense. But, you know, game time decision on a snap count, someone I definitely do not want to be playing. 
and then both Godwin and Gage are dealing with hamstring injuries. I'd expect Russell Gage to play. He's been dealing with his hamstring injury the last few weeks. Like even in that big game, he was still coming up limping on some plays. So it was clearly affecting him. But since he did play and played well, I would expect him to give it a go here in week four. For Chris Godwin, kind of a toss up here. You know, he comes off of that ACL tear, plays in week one, then he messes up his hamstring. If they think he's good to go, I think he's startable. I wouldn't be expecting like 100% Chris Godwin just because he could technically still be working back from that ACL in terms of like, you know, his full ability. But I mean, he's so talented. I think this Buccaneers offense is going to be a lot better this week, especially with Mike Evans back. If we get any of these guys back, they're going to be, you know, improved. So I think Godwin's startable. But once again, we just have to monitor this whole situation. And then same thing for Brady. Obviously, you trust Brady more if you have Evans, Godwin, Julio Gage, you know, as opposed to just having Evans. And then you're looking at like, Scotty Miller, because I think Brashad Perriman is out, and then like Cole Beasley, who they just brought in. So, you know, something to monitor for these wide receivers, and then also for the GOAT, Tom Brady. The one player who is listed as doubtful this week is Jameis Winston. He's dealing with ankle and back injuries, so it looks like Andy Dalton is going to get the start there, and then Michael Thomas is out with a toe injury. So a lot of injuries on the Saints side. I think this makes Chris Olave a very viable start. I think he's probably a locked-in top 24 wide receiver this week. And then I think Kamara actually gets a bump here. I don't think Winston is a great skill set to match with Kamara. I think Andy Dalton is going to be much more, you know, ready to take the check down, just, you know, dump it off to Kamara. I think that's going to help him. I think Winston actually probably fits better with Chris Olave. But I mean, like if you're looking at an injured Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas is out. Like Chris Olave is going to produce and get volume no matter what. To continue talking about players who have already been ruled out, unfortunately, we have Keenan Allen here. I thought he was going to be someone who was going to be good to go here in week four. Missed week two on a uh, short week. Week three, I thought he'd be able to play. They rule him out. I believe the day of they ruled him out. So it seemed like he got close. Not exactly great news that he is being ruled out, you know, like a day or two before the actual game. So he still is dealing with that hamstring. I think this elevates Mike Williams to probably a fringe top 12 guy. We saw week two, he went nuclear without Keenan Allen in the lineup. And then I also think this makes Joshua Palmer a start. Palmer's someone I don't want to be touching in fantasy if Keenan Allen's in the lineup. But in two games without Keenan Allen, he's seen solid volume, put up solid production. So I do think Palmer is definitely startable. I already mentioned these Lions players, but Swift and Amon Ra both out. For DeAndre Swift being out, I think it makes Jamal Williams a very strong start. But then when you're looking at the rest of this offense, like I think it's probably a bump for TJ Hawkinson. He's probably guaranteed more volume. But Jared Goff goes from someone who is probably pretty startable to now missing two of his top weapons. So like I'm a lot less confident in Jared Goff throwing to Josh Reynolds and DJ Chark than I was with him throwing to Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift. So Goff is someone I temper my expectations on. I think I told some people to start Goff like when they were asking me comments or they were asking me questions in the comment section. It was like Goff or Lawrence, Goff or Russ. Like if you're watching this video, I would definitely consider pivoting away from Goff given the uh, recent injury updates. Staying in that same division, we have David Montgomery who has been ruled out. This David Montgomery injury is kind of weird. So it's like he left the game in week three. We see Khalil Herbert just dominate. But then like right after the game or whatever, Sunday night, we hear that David Montgomery is day-to-day. Then we're hearing that it's still day-to-day, but it hasn't been ruled out that he gets put on IR. So not really sure what's going on here. But for this week, what I do know is that Khalil Herbert is a very strong start, probably a locked-in top 15 running back. 
I mean, I think you can make the case that straight up as a running back, Khalil Herbert is actually better than David Montgomery. He looked fantastic in week three. He has another solid matchup in a game that's probably going to be very competitive against the Giants. So you want to see those solid game scripts for Khalil Herbert, who's going to be given a lot of volume on the ground. So he is a very strong start with Montgomery out. Already mentioned it, Dak Prescott out once again. He expressed some sort of optimism that, you know, he would be able to play this week. Never really thought it was a realistic possibility. Hopefully we'll get him back week five, week six, somewhere in there. Um, Obviously it's going to hurt weapons like C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz. Already talked about not wanting to start Michael Gallup, but just more of the same for this Cowboys offense. We've got Hunter Renfro still dealing with a concussion. I guess this could open up more opportunities for Mac Hollins. I'm not expecting Mac Hollins to come out, you know, repeat his massive day, especially when we're looking at guys like Devontae Adams and Darren Waller in that offense. So I definitely think it'd be more, you know, likely that we see Adams and Darren Waller get bumps as opposed to Mac Hollins going uh, nuclear again. And then the final player who's been listed as out is Mac Jones. Another guy where this injury seems to be all over the place, you know, right after the uh, game, we're here in high ankle sprain, gonna be out like six weeks. And then he really wasn't ruled out until semi-recently. So he probably wasn't gonna be playing this week, but it at least seemed like it was somewhat of a possibility. Overall, I think this definitely hurts the Patriots offense. You're going from Mac Jones, who wasn't exactly lighting it up, but now you're going to Brian Hoyer, which really just caps the ceiling of this offense. I think a guy like Jacoby Myers is probably semi-startable. I would be a lot more confident uh, in him if Mac Jones was the starter. I also think it's interesting for these running backs, Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. You can make the argument that they're going to rely more on the run game, but I think in turn, they're going to have way less touchdown upside. I think this move, I think it hurts both running backs to be fair, but I think it hurts Damian Harris even more because he's someone who's going to rely on efficiency on the ground and he's going to rely on touchdowns. Ramondre Stevenson is definitely more game script proof, where if this Patriots team goes down, Ramondre Stevenson's going to be getting the receiving work so he can produce without getting into the end zone. It is nearly impossible for Damian Harris to give you a solid return in your lineup without getting into the end zone. He would have to rush for like 130 yards to really be like a solid start without a touchdown. Ramondre can rush for 50 yards, give you, you know, five for 50 as receiver, and you're looking at 15 PPR points. So something to keep in mind there if you do have those Patriots uh, Patriots running backs. But that is going to wrap it up for this one. All the uh, week four injuries. If you guys have any last minute fantasy questions, you guys can drop those down below in the comment section. I'll make sure to get back to every single person. As always, thank you guys for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.